Hey guys, welcome back to Couple Goals with SM. Hello. 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 What is up, Maggie? You know, shit. You're looking good and feeling good. I am feeling fantastic. It's nice. And Madeline just finished You season two. You is a TV show for women, by the way, in case you don't know. It's a TV show on Netflix. It started off as a Lifetime show, which I noticed right away. When Maggie started watching, I was like, the quality of this writing reminds me of a Lifetime TV show. And then she looked it up and it turns out it was a Lifetime TV show. Second series or second season is Netflix. And then the author is writing the book for the third, which will then be season three. It's a book first. So this yeah. is this is what they need to incorporate into Star Wars and the Marvel Universe. They want to get women, right? Is they got to have men who are psychotic, lock you up in a box, sociopathic. What's that? Who lock you up in a box? They lock you in acrylic boxes, wrongfully imprison you, murder you, and women are like, he's hot. He's a good man. I like Penn Badgley. I don't like Joe Goldberg. You do like Joe Goldberg. He's a really <laughs> he's really nice to kids. He's nice to kids, so he's a good person. No, I didn't say he was a good person. I said he was nice to kids. Yeah. Anyway, Go yeah, ahead. what is wrong with me? I do like that show. I was it was over the new year that I was just like, I'm gonna watch it. And then I watched season one and two, like in the course of two days. <laughs> like it was intense. Yeah, I saw a little bit of it. It was a lot of watching for me. Just, uh, I just wanted bad things to keep happening to this guy and they just never do. He's uh, kind of bad things, you know, deter him. But man, he is a piece of shit. I do not understand the attraction. I don't understand how he got a giant acrylic person box from New York to L.A. He built it probably in L.A. But he had to move it there. He couldn't just build another one. I don't like, think so. No, it had like it still had the same holes and the ventilation and well, all that. Just because they use the same set piece doesn't mean that in the fiction he didn't just rebuild it. Like there's, I don't think that, so. That it would be way more cost effective to just go buy the materials and rebuild it. <laughs> Unless he drove. I get. Yeah. Oh, but I don't think he drove. I don't think he did. I think they showed him getting on an airplane. Anyway, whatever. Anyway. Doesn't matter. So what's up with you? Anything new? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas is over. Still Star Wars season though. It's the first episode of the new year. First episode of the new year. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Yeah, I don't really have anything to say about that. Fucking insane. None of it matters. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Who Fucking cares? nuts. Marking of the passage of time. I can't believe how fast it's going. Like when when Logan was born and we did the math to figure out when he was gonna graduate and it was twenty twenty, I was like, haha, that's made up. Right. Now it's 2020. And it's like, <laughs> ah, I'll be shit. hanging myself in the garage from the rafters. It's fine. <sighs> oh, but yeah, that's. Uh... Oh, OK. Cool. <laughs> Crowley thought I wanted his toy. <laughs> Stop looking at him. Just staring at me. He's so cute, though, and he's so serious. Stop looking at I'm him. I'm not. I'm looking at you. You see Stop me. Stop looking look. at me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, I don't have anything. New. At least he's not helping your arm. 
So it's like stop humping my arm. <laughs> Not Sean's humping my arm. I hope everybody's happy. <laughs> the visual they have versus what I'm actually doing are vastly <laughs> different. I assure you. No, what they're visualizing is what's happening. What me squeezing your arm gently no, with you my humping, hand? No, you humping my arm. Yeah, because it just Sean is actively humping my arm right now. <laughs> Couple goals with S and M. Sean is humping my arm right the now. The vision of that, like to me, uh, I picture me like with like. My legs up like haunches, like a monkey. Just like, yeah, that's what's happening. <laughs> like you're full on. It's like when Kylo Ren like hunkers down to to get into stance. You're doing that, except at my arm. Hmm. Yeah. That's not the visual head. I wish you would stop eating that toy. Yeah. That is not. That is fabric, sir. That is not an edible toy. <laughs> Sam just showed up from out of nowhere. So welcome. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Sam. All right. You want to get into it? Sure. Let's get into it. You want me to go first? Yeah. All right. So my topic, a large part of my research comes from a website called Today I Found Out, and it's from an article by David Hiskey. All right. All right. So that's the credit. Now, inevitably, in any film, there's always some member of law enforcement that, you know, as the protagonist at some point, will like the they'll wave their badge as a cop yeah and be like ah i need your vehicle right you know like like stuber right okay like that whole movie is based on a cop commandeering an uber yeah right so if you're driving along and a cop does this are you actually under any obligation to stop your car or give it to them i would say no would be my guess. Well, if you live in many parts of the Western world, particularly most states in the United States, Canada and the UK, the answer is yes. You have to give your car you have to, to some give dude. them your car. So that's what we're talking about today. That's fucked up. Commandeering vehicles. Even more surprisingly, if the officer demands your vehicle or any kind of property and while they're using it, if they demand you come along drive with them and you get injured even critically in the united states the legal precedent is that you will not be compensated for it oh yeah that makes sense the damage or your your injuries so why are police allowed to do this and why does it happen this often? whole thing is just making me angry I just want you to know that right now. It, it doesn't actually happen that often in real life. I'm sure it doesn't. But and mm. what happens if you refuse? Yeah. So to begin, Hiskey looked at how often it actually happens, right? So as Officer Lee Sands at the L.A. Police Department said that he's been around for 23 years and he's never heard it happening where they've commandeered a car. Ever. I imagine if it does happen, it's got to be bigger cities, right? Well, that's L.A. Yeah. That I was just talking about. Oh, okay. Well, that's a pretty big city. Yeah. So the problem isn't so much that they aren't allowed, but rather that some officers and departments are worried about the liability issue, even though courts nearly always side with the officers what? on this. That said, there is a risk of a judge deciding to buck the trend, given the circumstances. Yeah. So another reason officers don't go commandeering vehicles is that their first choice or they do that as their first choice, is outlined by Jackie Bezert of Long Beach Police Department. The quote is, there are so many things that could go wrong. What is the condition of the car? Is there gas in it? As an example, 
they found that an officer commandeered a bicycle only to discover as he chased the criminal that the bike's brakes didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't mention how that turned out. That doesn't mean the commandeering doesn't ever happen. So in 2000. He's trying to take it from. Got it. He's eating it. So in 2005, Sheriff Chuck Dean needed a plane, right? Yeah. So he called up a local airport and commandeered a Cessna 150 airplane from its owner, Mike Spicer. Spicer was happy to cooperate. And he brought along for the flight the mayor of Morganville, Arnie Netgen. Why did he need to commandeer a plane? They were looking for this guy, which I'll get into in a second. Did they ask the guy to fly at least, or was he just like, I'll figure it out? No, they asked this guy. So so he commandeers this plane. Spicer says, I'm happy to cooperate. I will fly. And then they were bringing the mayor, who is actually a reserve deputy. Okay. So in this plane is Spicer and the deputy, right? Yeah. The pair flew around looking for Michael Mashad, who had fled his truck after being pulled over after an issue with the registration was discovered. So that's why they needed this plane huh. is because they had to do a air, an aerial search. So they soon found the truck that and Mashad had been lying in some thick grass trying to hide, but he was fully visible from the air. Hmm. So as Spicer began to circle from above, Mashad pulled out his gun and fired into the plane. Wow. So Spicer, meanwhile, is just the owner of this plane. He's just right. some dude. Yeah. So Mashad shot Spicer in the head from over 100 yards away. Jesus Christ. Right. But don't worry. Spicer and the deputy didn't die. <laughs> so the bullet struck Spicer's forehead just above his left eye. And it did require a couple hours of surgery, but there was no serious damage done. Yeah. Like, what are the odds of that? Later, he stated, I knew I'd been hit in the head, but I couldn't feel anything. And that's what scared me. As the blood gushed, he later stated that he was comforted by the fact that at least he'd get to see his long deceased son. He said, I realized I'd get to see Arnie again. And that really brought me back to reality. He immediately turned the plane back towards the airport, hopefully landing before he passed out. While flying back, he attempted to teach the deputy how to fly the plane just in case. Yeah. That's what happens when only one of you know how to fly. Yeah. Try not to get shot in the head. So anyway, in another case in 2014, in New York City, two officers were arresting a man, Michael or Brian. We'll call him Brian. I don't yeah. know how to pronounce his last name. Okay. So they cuffed him. They put him in the back seat of their vehicle. And at a certain point, they made a stop off at a location for an undisclosed reason. So probably get donuts. <laughs> and both officer, officers exited the vehicle, right? Yeah. At this point, Brian managed to get himself into the driver's seat. Okay. Right. Which apparently still had the keys in it. And then he drove off. Wow. Leaving the officers behind. What the fuck? So one of the officers was injured when he tried to get back into the car before it sped off. But the other one flagged down a Hyundai Sonata and demanded the woman give her the car, give him the car. But the problem was the officer was in plain clothes and right. just had his gun out, hmm. leading the woman to believe that he's trying to steal the car. Yes. Correct reaction, right? Yeah. So 
the fact that, you know, she thought well, she was a criminal, you'd think that this would be like, oh, I'll give you the car right away. You're a criminal. But no, she was like, fuck you. You're a criminal. Right. But then he pulled out the badge and she was like, oh, OK, even though you, that's still easy to counterfeit. But that's right. Fine. So she gave it. But when he returned it to her, it was damaged. <laughs> he wasn't responsible. That's insane. So what the fuck? Like, why can cops take your car? Break it and not be responsible. Well, this is all England's fault. It <laughs> dates back to 1275. OK. In the U.S., the law varies from state to state and sometimes even within the regions within the states. But in the vast majority of states, it requires the citizens to comply comply whenever an officer demands the property or aid when when a pressing need presents. Most of the laws regarding this specifically notes that an officer must use the words demand. So potentially, like if an officer says, can I use your vehicle to chase out a criminal? Person could be like, no, yeah, no, you may not piss off. But if he says, I am commandeering your vehicle for official use, get out. Yeah. Then you must give it up. Fuck you still. Yeah. Fuck you. It should be noted that mortal danger is not considered a valid reason for refusal request. What? So there have been a handful of court cases that seems to back this up. One of the most cited cases in modern law, where this rarely comes up, occurred in the late 19th century in the United States when a shop owner in Alabama refused to aid an officer with an arrest because of the inherent danger. Yeah. Like, I'm not fucking no. Such shop owner was ultimately prosecuted for this. Jesus Christ. With the court noting the fact that there is danger involved in this very thing is what calls for obedience of duty. Yeah. <laughs> this reminds me of Seinfeld when they all got arrested at the end for not helping that guy. Yep. Regarding the lack of compensation or liability by police departments, while exact laws vary in most, ca most cases, the authorities are not obligated to give you any compensation with a handful of court cases illustrating this. Perhaps most famously, the 19 in the 1920s, a police officer flagged down a taxi and then demanded the driver of said taxi chase after a fleeing car. The cab driver did just that, only to die shortly thereafter in a car crash. Mm. His widow was not compensated for this by the police and was further denied when she tried to sue the Yellow Taxi Corporation for restitution, given that he was technically on his normal duty at the time, <laughs> even though this was at the request of the police. In the 1928 case, Babington versus the Yellow Taxi ultimately went against the widow as well, with the U.S. court citing the British common law as justification and the judge noting the horse has yielded to the motor car as the instrument of pursuit and flight. We may be sure that the man who failed to use his horse would have no answer to the king. That's how outdated this shit is. <laughs> That's my point, is the reason the cops can take your shit goes back to England. Needs to be looked at. Yeah. That's that's a serious like if we fought to get away from England. Right. Why was this not cared for? <laughs> why can cops still take your shit? That should have been addressed 
you know, in the Revolutionary War days. Right. I feel like this should have been addressed 200 and some years ago. It's strange, it's strange to me that they can get away with so much. I mean, again, not that this happens ever. It happens right. all, all the time in the movies. It happens all the time in the movies, which is why it's so alarming to find out that it's not just movie stuff. It can happen. And I read also in the article that a lot of cops don't realize they have that right, <laughs> which is really shocking like the reason that like a lot of cops asked for the article were like no we can't comment to your stuff yeah it's like oh good dummy yeah keep thinking but, that way yeah it's uh I feel like if they knew they do it all the time just just to do it because they can get away with it they can get away with it if there's a clear pressing matter so oh. like if they were doing it to like go to fucking donut land then no yeah. you can fight that that's abuse but and I guess it really depends on your judge. <laughs> right. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I thought that would be a fun. Uh... That was interesting. It made me angry. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it would. Uh, <laughs> thanks for that. You're welcome. I do a topic that makes you angry. You always do. We're doing, we're doing Star Wars again. No. We're going to do... Spider-Man. We're going to do a history lesson. That's what I just did. Yeah, but this is the history the Mandalorians. We're doing Star Wars. <laughs> no, this is the Mandalorians. This is... That's Star Wars, motherfucker. <laughs> do you speak it? <laughs> this is this is Mandalorian culture and history we're going to cover today. Not the TV show, but just in general. So, Mandalorians are creed. That's right. Not a race. That's right. Paying attention. Bitch. So talk to me like that. So this this I'll new slap your iPad out of your hand. <laughs> <laughs> I like when you get offended. <laughs> I love when you get offended when I rag on you for being a Star Wars fan. Kind of. Talk down to me, I swear to God. <laughs> fucking condescend me, I'll fucking kill you, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's a mood right there. Uh, yeah, so The Mandalorian first season just wrapped up. It was mega happy, good times, great show. Was, Loved it. That was a mega happy, good times, great show. Yeah. Good and job. Still on the, on Disney Plus. Recommend it. It's If you still have your membership or if you didn't cancel. It's one of the best things to come out of the Disney era of Star Wars so far. If not the best. Uh, anyway, so I'm going to break this up into two different things. There is what is known as Legends and Canon. So when Disney acquired Lucasfilm, and then right before they started making Force Awakens, basically what they they decided, Lucasfilm under Disney decided they were going to just disregard almost everything that had been published or created as official Star Wars canon or history. So this covered books and video games and TV shows and things of that nature. Um, Her thing. The only stuff they kept canon outside of the main, outside of the actual movies, the only thing they kept canon were uh, a couple of TV shows, the uh, the Clone Wars, uh, the the CG animated one, not the one just called Clone Wars, which was the traditional animation done by the guy that did Samurai Jack. Clone Wars is not canon. The Clone Wars are canon. Uh, Star Wars Rebels is canon. Oh, God. 
and and the movies, and that's basically it. And they've produced some other stuff since then, some new novels and some new video games. (laughs) Anyway, so what I'm going to do is cover the legends, which is what they call all the stuff they deem non-canon are now known as legends, and the and then I'll cover what what we know about Mandalorians as of of now because it's different because they change things about Boba Fett and Jango Fett and everything by doing this sweep. But what they are doing, and the reason I'm even going to go over the Legends portion is a lot of times they do lift stuff from the Legends and incorporate it. And make it canon. And make it canon. Just elements and certain characters. This is so interesting. It is for some people. You think Um, they're listening? I hope so. If I mean, yeah, (laughs) of course they are. All right. Oh, hey, by the way, we're Sean and Maggie. Of couple goals. <laughs> Since when people join the Facebook group, they seem to have a hard time answering that question. I'm Sean. And I'm Maggie. And this is Couple Goals. Just a quick update. Yeah. Since we get like at least one person jo- requesting to join a day. Yeah. And they forget to answer that question. So we just say no. We'll just, yeah. So we'll identify ourselves. Maybe you didn't know we're Sean and Maybe Maggie. You, maybe we didn't tell you and you just started listening. Yeah. That's possible. It's a good, it's a good catch. All right. Hopefully anyway, listen this far in the show. All right. And then I just here. want to state too, all this information I have straight lifted from Wikipedia. All right. From... I do love a good wordplay. <laughs> Wikipedia is a fantastic resource for Star Wars information. Uh, they do a great job over there. I don't know who's over there doing it, but they compile this stuff and they have a legend. Probably Chewbacca. I don't think so. Mm, but I do. They have a legend section and a canon section. So that way you can go and look at how things were versus how things are. It's not crowdsourced no, like Wikipedia. I, I think it is. So then everybody. But somebody it. had to set this up. And I mean, it's, it's great. It's just like Wikipedia. And you don't have to give like Wikipedia two dollars or three dollars or whatever. They haven't asked me for any Monday money yet. Monday. Mondays. Monday, <laughs> Monday, Monday, Monday. Uh, all right. So I'm going to cover the legends portion. This portion is no longer canon. So this is just informational of how things work. God damn it. All right. So the legends, uh, the Mandalorians, known as the Mandoa or the Mando Mando Aid or the Children of Mandalore, were a nomadic group of clan based people consisting of members from multiple species and multiple genders, all bound by a common culture. In their early years, Mandalorian culture revolved around battle, with war being a source of honor and pride in the community. The leader of the Mandalorians was known as the Mandalore, translating to soul ruler, and was rendered as, well, it's it's all spelling, doesn't matter, it's all pronounced Mandalore. Anyway, throughout their history, the Mandalorians were frequently allied with the Sith, the Sith being the villains. Yeah. Perhaps most notably with the <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah. Some people don't, there are people who don't watch Star Wars. They're not listening. You don't know that. They've turned it off. You don't, they're just bored. My voice can be soothing. It might just be. Your voice is soothing. It can just get them through their day, kind of like a loud ASMR kind of thing. <laughs> uh, That's not ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> loud ass ASMR. Like, wait, what? Remember when you didn't know Star Wars when I had to indoctrinate you? You mean 20 years ago? Yeah. It was 20 years ago. 20 years ago, you did not know Star Wars. And I, I feel like I sat you down and just made you watch all the movies in about a weekend. You were like, back that shit up. That was you. <laughs> At the time, there was only like four movies, though. 
So it wasn't really a lot to cover. No, it wasn't. It was four, five, and six in episode one, and then we went and saw episode two, and then we saw episode three. Wasn't a whole and lot. And episode three was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I keep What's I keep putting on Revenge of the Sith. Happening. And Maggie they were like, no, like I love you more. <laughs> no, I love you more. And let me go. Let me do a sidebar real quick. Because Steve was asking me something, but he will not get a new phone. So our conversation, like, it went, the, <laughs> the, how, I talk, that's how I talked to Steve, basically. That wasn't, All right, that cool. wasn't a, a podcast error. That was me simulating a conversation with my buddy Steve on his goddamn shit phone that he will he not like replace. like a Samsung Galaxy 3. Yeah, he's, he's got <laughs> like cool. an uh, like an iPhone 2 or something. He and doesn't have an he, iPhone. He's never had an iPhone. <laughs> he's got like a Razor. <laughs> and he will not He's got a pink fucking upgrade. So that's our conversation. But he was asking me why the why the difference between the prequels and the original trilogy if they're all George Lucas. And the simple answer I'm is sorry. What? Is he being serious? Yes. He's like, why is there such a big difference between the prequels and the original trilogy? Meaning quality of the writing. And the the answer is George Lucas less involvement from George Lucas in the original trilogy. So and George Lucas got too big for his britches as he got more creative control and more money. Anyway, but aside from that, he he wrote and directed Star Wars, the first movie and the second and and, and then uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. He didn't direct either one and he had story help. He had people screenplay uh, writers come in. Lawrence Kasdan, um, I forget the lady's name, who was an author. She came in. You would to write. forget the woman. Go ahead. Well, she like died right before. So she didn't really get to contribute much. So. She fucking um, comes in, does her job, and dies, <laughs> and you can't even remember her name. So I don't know how much he actually contributed. God damn. to Empire, but yeah. so, but he, he brought in outside people, including directors and writers. If you look at the prequel trilogy, they're all directed by George Lucas. The only one he sought outside help on was the screenplay for Attack of the Clones. From what I understand, the guy that came in, I don't remember his name either, but he worked on. Uh, he worked on like young Indiana Jones with him and stuff, which wasn't a great show. I tried to like that show when I was younger. Yeah. You remember that show? Yeah. Anyway, that's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> and he brought that guy in to help with, a, you know, just kind of nailing down some stuff with Attack of the Clones. So basically what it comes down to is George Lucas is a fantastic universe creator and and just filled with imagination He's not a solid story writer. You know, he, he can he can have the basics and the elements and a lot of the stuff is clearly there. Like I'm a good designer yeah. and I'd be a great like set designer or world designer. Yeah. But I can't tell a story to save my life. Yeah. Like I'm not a good storyteller. So I'm a good I, visual storyteller, but I can't tell like your. He's a good visual storyteller, too. But yeah. his dialogue is lacking. It always That's has how I been. Am. Whereas you're really good at that part. That's why you and I are a good team. Thank you. Anyway, but yeah, so his, his his character work isn't the best. Basically, is is and his then, character work in episode three is like, I love you more. No, I love you more. Oh, so now I don't. You don't love me as much as I love you. That's them on the balcony. Anyway, and then all of a sudden it's like she died of a broken heart. It's like all right, this movie needs to be shoved up somebody's ass real fast. So anyway, get back to my point. He he needs help in those arenas. He did not seek outside help because he had full control at this point. And that kind of sucks. <laughs> That's for, what happens when you just get too big for your britches and you're not able to see 
but he told the story he wanted to tell. Which and was again, a the bad story he wanted story. to tell. No, it wasn't. The story of the rise of the emperor is actually fucking brilliant in hindsight. When when the the title when the crawl came up for Phantom Menace and they started talking about uh, a fucking the a trade war or whatever they were talking like a trade dispute, and I was, and I remember being in the theater going, "What the fuck is this?" But when you watch all three movies and you realize how brilliant the emperor is to organize his own ascent, basically by doing things like creating trade disputes and right. supply and demand issues, so he can take over. Oh yeah, like Trump. So. Um, <laughs> But if you. OK, so the actual big picture story is good. Yeah. But the story, the bones or the that. The dialogue is garbage. Dialogue's bad. And then the whole thing with it's the like, fact that going home. the fact that they didn't tell the story of Vader well, and they started off from a little kid when he, he should have spent the whole last movie no. as Vader. Episode three should have just been the exploits of Vader and how he was just fucking wrecking shit. That would have been way cooler. We're All not right. talking about the Mandalorian. But I like well. super digress back back to fake Mandalorian history before we go to real Mandalorian history. Jesus Christ. All right. Good um, thing I did a quick story about cops <laughs> taking your shit. I'll read it real quick. Here we go. All right. So the Mandalorians were frequently allied with the Sith, most notably Sith Lord Exar Kun and held a certain distrust and general dislike for the Jedi Order. However, they would not hesitate to cooperate with the Jedi if a partnership between the two groups was mutually beneficial. In later years, the Mandalorians moved away from their obsessively warlike and conqueror ways, and instead, most became bounty hunters and mercenaries, selling their skills to various individuals and factions in the galaxy. However, However. The, the Mandalorian protectors sided with the Alliance to restore the Republic ever since about 3 ABY. 3 ABY would be three years after the Battle of Yavin. The Battle of Yavin was, of course, when they blew up the first Death Star. Of course. In A New Hope. Of course. Well, because some people know what I'm saying, and I'm just explaining what ABY is. You have BBY and ABY. ABY is basically anything post the first Star Wars movie. I lost one of my slippers during this filming. <laughs> We're not like, filming I, anything. Or this recording. I think it's under my butt. All right. All right. And then they, they even continued to serve the Alliance of Free Planets, the New Republic, and finally the Galactic Alliance. When Boba Fett took the title of Mandalore years later, they were approached by the powerful unknown empire of the Yuuzhan Vong to aid them as wealthy mercenaries. And while the offer was accepted, mainly because the other option would have been enslavement of the Mandalorian homeworld, Boba managed to feed information to the New Republic, and while the Mandalorians continued to fight for the Vong in the early Yuuzhan Vong War, they soon betrayed them and fought with the many other factions defending the galaxy. Doesn't matter, though, because this is all legend, so it's all bullshit. After the war ended, the second... Well, at one point, this was all... Like, this was our Star Wars yeah, for years and years. Anymore, until so. about 2014 or so when they... Yeah, but... <laughs> After the war ended, the Second Galactic Civil War began, and Jaina Solo, daughter of Han and Leia, came to Boba Fett asking to be trained, given the Mandalorian's famous reputation as legendary warriors against the Jedi. Yeah, shouldn't so exist So something you may notice, and that they've they've kept consistent, is Mandalorians, and uh, speaking of, of Boba Fett, who now is not, I don't know that he's necessarily considered a true Mandalorian anymore. Why? Um, why? In the new canon, he's they've, they've said Jango Fett wasn't a Mandalorian, but we don't know... If oh, Boba then Boba Fett. But it's a would've... creed. It's not a race. So it could he could he could have he could have like pledged whatever. Because right. he does have he has the mythosaur sigil on his on his shoulder. And if you look at the special edition version of Star Wars, A New Hope, when they edited him into the movie, he doesn't have it in A New Hope. He doesn't have it until Empire. Um, but he might. I wonder if he doesn't even have it till Jedi. But I know he has it in Jedi, but he doesn't have it in Star Wars. 
but he's also wearing his red gauntlets, which is weird because he wears those in, in Jedi, but he doesn't. He wears green ones in Empire. But maybe he was just maybe different. he left them at home. Anyway, left them uh, on the goddamn ship. Uh, so what was I getting at there? You um, can have two pairs of gauntlets. Oh, but anyway, what I was what I was going to say about Mandalorian warriors is the bulk of their arsenal. A lot of their arsenal is designed specifically to fight force users and Jedi. That's why they have a flamethrower. Oh, that's yeah. why they have the disintegrator grappling thing. hook. And yeah, they have the, they're in the jetpack for mobility to counteract a lot of the things that Jedi can do, basically. Sam cool. is literally on the mic. Yeah, he really is. If you guys hear those mouth sounds, that's not me. I'm not licking my lips right <laughs> into the mic. <laughs> the Mandalorians fought alongside the new Jedi Order, their former enemies in the Crusades many years before, and the Alliance in exile in this conflict. Um, well, with training from Boba Fett and from others, Jaina killed her brother Darth Cadus, ending the war. So that would have been like Ben Solo. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, in the span of over 4,000 years, Mandalorians slowly changed from the feared Mandalorian Crusaders of the Sith Empires to the elite soldiers of the Jedi Coalition and later the re reorganized Galactic Alliance, fighting for a cause rather than mainly for credits and the destruction of worlds. All right. So that's all. It's all fake. It's all Shut been up. wiped away. Yeah, garbage. Fake news. All right. Mandalorian canon now. All right. So the Mandalorians were an ancient martial order consisting of members from multiple species all bound by a common culture, creed, and code. They originated on the planet Mandalore in the galaxy's outer rim and had a unique role in galactic history as legendary warriors against the Jedi. From their homeworld, Mandalorians have flourished across Mandalorian space and the galaxy at large, colonizing worlds such as uh, Kalvala, Crownist, and Concord Dawn. I don't understand. So if they are, if they literally, like, were formed to fight against Jedi, yeah, or whatever you just said, <laughs> they had a role in fighting against Jedi, but why don't they understand when they see the child or Cutie Patoots doing his Jedi moves? I don't know. I do not. They have like an they for literally him. see him do right. Jedi stuff, and they're like, "The fuck is going on?" <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. All right, Mandalore had a largely martial history, but since the Mandalorian Civil War pacifist sentiment had begun to emerge and by the time of the clone wars the mandalorians had been reformed into the new mandalorian led by duchess satine cries of house cries under their guise mandalorian joined mandalore duchess, duchess maggie isley of house isley <laughs> mandalore joined the galactic republic despite enduring decades of peace conflict persisted between the new mandalorian government and faction factions such as death watch all this stuff i'm talking about now happens in the clone wars the cg cartoon that i'm currently watching Ugh. Um, I just hate that. I just hate this that cartoon. Why? I don't know. I think it might be Anakin's upturned nose. <laughs> Makes you hate the whole show. The whole show. For the whole show out. Whole show I am really garbage. enjoying it. It's my first time going through it. Anakin's order. nose has made the whole show bad. Throw it out with the bathwater. I hate it. It's a good show. His nose. Boom. All right. So the Death Watch who wanted Mandalore to return to the warrior ways of the past. Such conflict led to another civil war. By 19 BBY, so this is Hi. 19 years Stop. before the Stop. Battle of Yavin. Stop with the BBY shit. <laughs> just, just boo. But again, this is during the Clone Wars um, that toppled the ruling Cries dynasty. So how long did the Clone Wars go on? I don't know. Years? I don't know exactly. I don't have that information. You are not a Star Wars fan. I guess not. Um you so pretend. They toppled the Kryze dynasty and restored the old Mandalorians, but culminated in the occupation of the Galactic Republic. Following the rise of the Galactic Empire, Gar Saxon, a Death Watch Mandalorian super commando. Were Gar Saxon. 
Um, Gar. Is, is Gar his first name? G-A-R? Was, uh, G-A-R, yes. Gar. Yeah, installed as... It's like when Garth is too much work. <laughs> as Viceroy over Mandalore. As with many worlds in the galaxy, Mandalorians were oppressed under Imperial rule with weapons such as the Arc Pulse Generator being developed to pacify and rein in the warlike civilization. Clan Saxon eventually came into conflict with Cry's loyalists, led by Clan Wren and the former leader of the Mandalorian Royal Guards, Fen Like Kylo Ren? No, this is more like a uh, bird. Um, oh, with a W? Yes. Boo. With the support of the early rebellion, Clan Saxon was defeated. Bo-Katan Cries took the title of Mandalore. I'm sorry, what did you just say? Bo-Katan Cries. It's a person. Bo- 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 like Bo-Ka? Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan, I guess. Bo-Katan. It's like, like two words. Katana? Yeah. And the Mandalorian resistance was formed, beginning another civil war as part of the galaxy-wide struggle against the Empire. After the fall of the Empire, and this is getting into the Mandalorian. Man, I now. know this was a long time ago, but this is like... <laughs> it's a lot of wars <laughs> it is uh, after the fall of the empire and the rise of the new republic some mandalorians went into hiding following the empire's great purge of the mandalorians which is referenced in the show one such group was called the tribe who hid in an enclave on navarro but were forced to relocate after, after openly defending one of their own which oh, is episode which is... three of the mandalorian but they didn't relocate appropriately because they had all those they shells got chased out before they could yeah mandalorian spoilers but yeah, well, but yeah, that's just a brief history. We don't know much about Mandalorians anymore. We had a whole history in the Legends era. We had a lot of information and they've just kind of wiped all that out. And they're they're piecing now there's it back that together. Super duper badass like blacksmith. The armor. <laughs> yeah, whatever. yeah, she's a badass. She's super badass. That's like the only Mandalorian I know besides Pedro Pascal. Din Djarin is his name. Pedro Pascal. <laughs> Also known as Dinjar. Who, who actually we get screen time with. So that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I, so see, I got through it quickly, but now. Look at how much time. Yeah. It's wow, a nice, it's a short episode. It could be a short episode. Wowee. Look at us. But, yeah, I am um, not sure about the Mandalorians. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not really, not really sure about that. I feel like there's like two left. No. Oh my god, do you think that's one that the, clan? Do you think that Baby Yoda is gonna be a little Mandalorian? Possibly. Like how cute how do you get those ears in a suit? Or in I, a helmet? I, I think they'll accommodate you. They'll make something for him. I don't know. It's just world's widest helmet. Well, maybe his ears will just stick out. You can't do that, then everyone will know exactly who he is. No, they'll know what he is. He doesn't even have a name. Oh, that's true. We don't, oh we don't even know what he is. We call him Baby Yoda because we don't know what else to call him. Well, the female version is Yaddle, so it's clearly something <laughs> that starts with a fucking Y. <laughs> the Yodathians, as I call them. So, so here's my thinking. God, I hope I hope to God they're not called the Yodathians. <laughs> Please don't be called the Yodathians. <laughs> the Yaddles. <laughs> the Yadathians. The oh, I guess it could be the Yodathians. Man, do you know what a bummer that would be? It won't be. They won't go that. Um... But what if they make like little little baby cutie patoots, a super tiny, a super tiny itty bitty Mandalorian? <laughs> Anything's possible. Wouldn't that be just the cutest thing you've ever seen? It'd be hilarious. And he's just like waddling around in his itty bitty helmet and his itty bitty flamethrower. Uh, and I do just want to say, I know a lot of people right now are probably like, what about this? What about the dark saber? What about the first, you know, what about? Who's saying that? 
people who know the Clone Wars storyline and and the dark saber how it appeared at the end of Mandalorian and everything. What about Sabine from Rebels? I just want to do a brief history. It was not meant to be super in depth. It was just kind of to give an outline and contrast some of the differences as well as some of the likenesses from from the legends. You know what they've kept, what they've gotten rid of, and uh, that that's all. It's I've I've loved Boba. Fett. I have probably more Boba Fett figures than anything, from little tiny Lego Boba Fett to my Hot Toys Boba Fett. We went out, and he was wearing a Boba Fett hoodie, and this dude like assaulted him. I was like, Boba Fett motherfucker. He he yelled at me he in my face. We were walking out of a restaurant, and this guy who worked there was walking in, and I had my Boba Fett hoodie on, and he said. Boba Fett, motherfucker, and then fist bumped me, and I was speechless because I had never Sean seen was anyone that excited. Speechless. Yeah, I honestly, and I was, I thought it was really cool that he liked Boba Fett that much, but at it the same was... time, I've never had a stranger approach me so excited as if I was Boba Fett almost. <laughs> also, I have, so excited. I have a boot camp coming up this week that I filled a local one, and I used a, this is the way reference. Yeah, and booked a client from it. Yeah, used so. it in your ad. No, stuff. a big. But I had deals. another. I think I told this story about the guy at the grocery store who yeah, was like, "This is, this the, is way. the way." It's exciting times in the Star Wars universe. Unless you're referring to Rise of Skywalker, which is not exciting at all. It's got some cool moments. No, I didn't hate it. Not good. I mean, I went into. I know it sounds like I did a few, but uh, had some really cool. I like the. I like the lightsaber fights. I'm sleepy. Hush, yawn. All right. So let's, I guess we'll wrap this up. I have a lot of work. To Hit us up on so. all our socials, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can always help us out on Patreon. And again, we're Sean and Maggie. Yes, Sean and Maggie. That's the answer to the question if you're joining <laughs> if the Facebook group. If you want to join group. the Facebook group, the answer is Sean and Maggie, or we'll take Maggie and Sean, or, or just Sean, Maggie, the hosts, Maggie, Sean. The hosts. The hosts of the show works. Uh, People yeah. type things like, like they answer like I agree I will answer the question but then they don't answer the question right it's like maybe we didn't provide you with the answer maybe that's our fault right so but I feel like the information is there on Facebook as well but it is so, so uh, there's other resources available we don't really hide our identities yeah so in case in case the problem was us not providing it in the episode here we are providing in the episode again all right, uh, and I just want to add, I'm I'm currently watching all of the Clone Wars chronologically. I know I mentioned yes, that. Yes, he is. Trying to get three episodes a day in because season seven comes out in February. I have never sat through and watched all the Clone Wars despite owning the Blu-ray box set since it came out. Uh, I've never watched all of the, I just didn't have the interest, but now I want to see, I really like the Ahsoka character. I like all the characters. I, I like their version of Anakin is so much better than the Anakin in the movies. Not and with his nose. Have you seen his anyway, nose? don't care about his nose. But uh, so, yeah, I'm trying to get through that. And then sometime next month, they're going to they haven't announced the day they're going to drop season seven. I assume an episode a week. I doubt they'll, they'll drop it all at once. And I think it's only supposed to be like 12 or 13 episodes. But uh, I, I don't know. The, the show's going really good. I like it. And then I'll, I'll get back into Rebels. I, I got almost two seasons into Rebels. And then I decided to backtrack when the Darksaber showed up and everybody was like, the Darksaber. And I'm like, I don't know what the Darksaber is. So here I am. I got to I got to learn some Star Wars history and actually watch it, not just read about it. So even cool. Yeah. Even I have a lot to learn. 
This is the way. This is the way. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.